The main thought in the song was that his, under his wings we are safe. Just so wonderful that God calls out from all peoples, tongues and nations. And today it is actually fulfilled, literally it's fulfilled. They come from the east and west. Perhaps all should stand up who are here today, our brother from Australia, our brethren from Canada, from the USA, from the countries of Africa. Please stand up, all of you, who you are here from the far countries. Here, our brother from Australia, there we have two. Yes, may God bless you. God bless our brother from Canada. There's my friend from Dr. Bie from Kinshasa and from Lubumbashi. Here, our friends from Holland. God bless you. Yes. May God bless you. Brother Bie, I'm asking you to come to the front. God bless you. God bless you. Just so nice. You may be seated. What shall one say? Just that God makes true his word. And that he confirms it. Here is our brother which I met 36 years ago. I closed him into my heart. And who was just used by God as the first fruit in this huge country. At that time it was Zaire. Today it's Congo Republic. He was used together with his brother-in-law, a lawyer, to open the door for the whole country. And in all of Africa, there's no country with so many believers who believe the word of the hour. And our brother, he has a church, an assembly of 4,000 people. Yes. God bless you, my friend. You all know our brother from Brussels, Jean-Claude. He is the son of our brother, Dr. Bier. At the same time, we would like to not overlook all the others. Here we have Brother Graf. Here we have various brothers from the different countries who are preaching God's word. Brother Gilbert from Brussels and all the brothers 
from the different countries, especially from Burundi. Please stand up, beloved brother, from Burundi. God bless you. May God just bless all the brothers. It's of course always difficult to call the various brothers and to say who they are and what they are. We just hope that all are feeling at home and all are partaking of what God is doing right now. Then, from this place, we would like to greet also all those beginning from the far north up down to the south from all over Europe. We have to give you greetings, also greetings from Nairobi, from Johannesburg and from the various countries and brothers of Africa. And as already mentioned, God has led it in such a way that his word is reaching the ends of the earth and that the last ones are being called out to be ready at the return of our Lord. The proclamation which God has entrusted us with has commissioned us with, includes everything. The evangelistic part, the teaching part, and the prophetic part. It's just necessary to, to proclaim the whole counsel of God. And in particular, in this time, we need the orientation from the word of prophecy. We, of course, all understood of what our Lord said in the prophet Daniel, he predicted, and of course also in the New Testament, we mention it time and again, be it Matthew 24, be it Mark 13, whether Luke 21, everywhere the end time is described whether 1 Timothy 4, be it 2 Timothy 3, be it 2 Peter chapter 3, everywhere it speaks of the end time and of what would be in the end time. And then the bridge to the book of Revelation, which God has given as a completion, what would happen at the end up to if one says it with Daniel 2 verse 40 and Daniel 7 verse 23 if one would like to compare it with it that a last world power would be in existence which would rule over the whole earth and we all notice it now, all the religions, all politics, all economy, everything is uniting now. And 
And one should really marvel and be astonished. Even, even the banks have a crisis now. Who would have expected this, that the banks, the banks would have a crisis? The question is only, where is the money? The calculation is really over 900 billion dollars, which are somehow gone. But well, it just belongs to the end time. The perplexity should be here. That's how it is written. Everything what is happening now, this was predicted in advance. Also, who would have the say-so, who would have the rule, who will be the one to whom all the head of states would look up, who speaks the last word. We all witnessed it. And we hope that not the whole world will hear it now. But when Benedict XVI was visiting the USA for six days, there was an interview made. And Mr. Bush was asked the question, whom do you see when you are looking into the eyes of the Pope? And his answer was, like from a pistol, shot from a pistol, his answer, I see God. This was, of course, an answer which no one of us would have expected. Because in John 14, it is written, and the words are coming from the lips of our Lord, He who sees me sees the Father. There is only one, namely the revelation of God in the flesh, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Only He could say, He who sees me sees the Father. But everything is just taking its course now. And important is that we are not looking away but that we really watch it carefully. You all know, if it is spoken of the Third Reich, then the commentators, they are saying that many looked away. Many looked away. And why did they look away? Because firstly, they had no voice, and secondly, they had not the courage. Please, don't look away, but watch it carefully, what is happening now, how the uniting is in its process now, making progress. And also Mr. Bush said he would like to end his presidency, he would like to crown it with a success and the division of Israel into a Palestinian 
and Israeli state he would like to leave behind. We all mentioned it. And we, we all know what the Holy Scripture says about it. Joel chapter 4 verse 2 that God would reckon with those who parted his land. But that the Scripture might be fulfilled and that God can have the reckoning therefore all this has to happen. But with this, we will not go into detail today. To us, it is really about, about the divine message. And so that all might know, now in, the, in Germany, we have the possibility to make an advertising now. To to introduce the ministry of Brother Brenham. And we put his photograph. It's an older photograph. A nice photograph we have chosen. And also a meeting with about 15,000 people from the year 1948. We put a picture there. To show our country, to show the president and who, who will receive this magazine, to just show them what God has done in our time. The headline, back to the early church. Uh, when the world heard nothing of Billy Graham, Oral Roberts, Tim, Tommy Osborne and other evangelists, when the world heard nothing of them, then thousands of people experienced by the ministry of William Branham their conversion and their healing. The next passage, it says, he preached co without compromise the true biblical basic doctrines about Godhead, baptism, Lord's Supper, and so forth. As the apostles did it at the beginning, and as it is left to us in the Bible. God confirmed his commission by extraordinary signs and wonders and he gave the breakthrough to the greatest healing revival of all times. Then the next passage, it was the beginning of a spiritual renewing which now now before the before the return of Jesus Christ which now brings us back in practice and doctrine back to the early church and which is just before its completion and then the sentence If you would like to know more, please turn to us. And then are coming all the connections, telephone, email, homepage, and uh, postal address, and so forth. We just would like that the testimony of God and that what the Lord did that it comes to the public and what is being done with it uh, the people may decide for themselves 
and they have then the responsibility. Our responsibility is to not hide it, but to tell the whole of mankind that the return of Jesus Christ is at hand. We are in a prophetic age. Bible prophecy is being fulfilled before our very eyes. The signs of the end time can be seen. And therefore, because we have the responsibility for it, to bring the last divine message, the full gospel, the whole counsel of God, to preach it. Therefore, we have to be found faithful in it. And the word of the Lord, we must carry it in such a way as our brothers and sisters did it at the beginning, as they heard it, as they obeyed it, as they believed it. Our task is in a twofold way. And I would like that also our brothers and sisters in Chile, the phone calls which I received just now, that they share with us the joy. There are two main areas. The one is to restore all things, namely all the interpretations of the scripture to declare them, to declare them as null and void and in the same way to declare and to proclaim that God is only responsible for his word and that every interpretation of the scripture has the consequence of judgment because God confirms only His Word and every interpretation draws us away from the Word. And the second is that within the message all the doctrines which are not founded uh, biblically to declare them as null and void that everything what we believe and what we teach, it has to be in the Holy Scripture. If not, if not, then, yes, then, God is only in His Word. I cannot go into details now, but in the same way as all the church fathers have interpreted the Word until the Word was not found anymore, but only the interpretations were left. And there, one could really say with holy anger, with what kind of right were the people deceived and, were in, and the interpretations were forced on them and the result was the word was no more heard. It could not be seen anymore. It was not obeyed anymore, but only the interpretations. In the same way, it is now within the message 
And this hurts. The, the one hurts as the other. And the other one hurts as the first. With what kind of right are quotations, uh, are taken, are quotations being taken out of context? about the subject of the seven thunders and the most various subjects. And behold, always referring to the prophet, but not, not a single time with a referring to the Holy Scripture. Not a single time. And there the fun stops. There it becomes serious. Always referring to but never referring to the Holy Scripture. And then, all the brothers, it has to be said, all who went astray, and all who are leading others astray, it, in all clarity it must be said to them, whoever does not refer to the Holy Scripture, and therein on two or three witnesses, Whoever cannot refer to it, he should stand the judgment of the word, because heaven and earth shall pass away, but God's word remains forever. All the interpretations will pass away. And then it becomes very serious. If even uh, uh, slips, slips of the tongue, slips of the tongue are declared as a revelation. I could tell you some examples now. Probably, probably I will uh, have to tell it in a circular letter. But if Brother Brenham says, for instance, the seventh seal is Revelation 10 in its fulfillment. Then I have to say, the seventh seal is in Revelation 8, and there it is described. Sometimes he, he even swapped the chapters, he even swapped the verses. Shall I make out of the swapping a doctrine? I don't even think about it. I open up chapter 8 and I read and I find where it is written. I don't want to spend time with it. But it's my task. It's my, my task is to stand for the true proclamation of the word and for the true proclamation of the divine message. And it will remain like this until the end. We have Good Friday behind us, Easter, Easter is behind us, the Ascension Day is behind us, Pentecost is before us, and it is, there is a need that we look into the scripture. What has really happened? Brother Schmidt already read a wonderful word from Hebrews chapter 2. That our Lord, in his body of flesh, 
He was made, he had to be made like unto his brethren to destroy him who has the power of death, who had the power of death, and to deliver all who, who were kept in the fear of death. Brothers and sisters, precious friends, the kernel of the preaching of the gospel is therein, God was in Christ and reconciled the world with himself. On Jesus Christ no way leads around except the broad way to destruction for those who get lost. So, the kernel of the proclamation is that we were redeemed. The atonement happened. The blood of the Lamb was shed. And with the blood of the Lamb, our Lord went, He entered the Holy of Holies to obtain for us the eternal redemption. Eternal, eternal redemption. That's how it is written. To obtain it for us by His grace. Receive it by faith once for all. Sometimes I have the impression, beloved brothers and sisters, that we time and again start and we, we, somehow we don't find peace with God somehow and breaking through to the assurance of salvation. But I am redeemed. I am reconciled with God. My sin is forgiven. My sin is blotted out. I've come from death into life. I've crossed over. And then, after Good Friday, there came Easter. We all, we can read it in the Gospels. In what kind of wonderful way the resurrected Lord revealed himself to his own. And then comes the first question. Has he revealed himself to me? Has he revealed himself to you in his resurrection power? Because here is the point. For all, for all, for whom he has given his life on the cross of Calvary, to them he reveals himself. Them he calls to follow him. They become his possession. They are ordained to become sons and daughters of God. Easter was the crowning of the finished work of redemption. Our Lord rose on the third day. There's only one scripture which says after three days. And this is Matthew 27, verse 63. And it has 
Not, 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 not the disciples spoke it, not the Lord spoke it, but the Pharisees spoke it. The Sadducees, they said, this, this deceiver, he said that he, this deceiver would rise on the third day. Yes, it came from the mouth of the scribes and from the Pharisees after three days. Our Lord said always, on the third day. And also this is very important because there are brothers who keep the Sabbath and then they mean, they think there's something wrong with the, third, with the three days. With the three days it's correct. Only whether it is right with the thinking of the people. This is the second question. But I don't know whether we should go into all these details. In any case, it is written that our Lord very early in the morning on the first day of the week that he rose very early. That's how it is written. And that's how we believe it. Mark 16. I just read one verse. Mark 16, verse 9. And now when Jesus was risen early the first day of the week, he appeared first to Mary Magdalene, out of whom he had cast seven devils. He would like to keep the Sabbath, goes back to this scripture and she says, oh, the Sabbath ended on the evening with the, with the sunset, when the darkness sets in, then a new day set in. But here it says early in the morning, early early in the morning. And that's how it remains. I just say this now, because such scriptures are made the, the fighting bone and the people have nothing better to do than to fight and argue about certain scriptures instead, instead of preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ and to emphasize the resurrection as the triumph of the redemption work which happened on the cross of Calvary. So, the crucifixion, Good Friday, had its place. Easter had its place. The ascension had its place. And therefore it is written in Luke 24, Luke 24, Namely, yes, in the last verses, verse 50 and 51, and he led them out as far as to Bethany, and he lifted up his hands and blessed them. And it came to pass, while he blessed them, he was parted from them and carried up into heaven. 
What shall I do then with brothers who, who accuse me that I don't believe that the Lord has come already? What shall I do with those brothers? They accuse me that I don't believe that the Lord has come. And do you know why? Because Brother Brenham, he really, one single time, he said, in, in reference to Revelation 10, the seventh church angel is on the earth at the time of this coming. Brother Branham said it. And then they are building a doctrine upon it. And they say, so then the Lord must have come at the lifetime of his servant and prophet Branham. And didn't, and don't have so much uh, mind that Revelation 10 has nothing to do with the return of Jesus Christ at all. But namely there, the Lord doesn't come as bridegroom, but he comes as the angel of the covenant and he puts one feet on land and sea and he swears by him who lives forever. Whoever would like to know about the return of Jesus Christ, to, to which we wait for. I'm of course not waiting for Revelation 10. No! I'm waiting for Matthew 25, 1 Thessalonians 4, and all the other scriptures which speak of the return of Jesus Christ. And you see, in this moment, where we go back to the word, then comes the biblical answer. Whoever does not, not go back to the word, yes, What shall I say? He is, in, he is in danger to go astray. He really, he goes astray with the quotes because he did not understand in what connection this scripture or this quotation belongs. And therefore, James also wrote, Let not everybody be a teacher. Really, a divine access must be given. And it, it only comes by revelation. And the revelation is never hanging in the air. Revelation is always grounded on the word of God. And so, we really have the task to to not only expose all the misinterpretations of the Holy Scripture, not to only correct them, but to also all the, the, the deviations within the message have to be corrected. And it really hurts. And it again hurts. What is being done What, what, what was being done out of the divine message. No man can understand it. To this subject, just Acts now. Acts chapter 1. Acts chapter 1, verse 11. Which also said, Ye men of Galilee, This same 
Ye men of Galilee, why stand ye gazing up into heaven? This same Jesus, who is taken up from you into heaven, shall so come in like manner as ye have seen him go into heaven. And then we can read all the other scriptures. What then will happen? When the Lord returns, nothing is said of an open book, nothing of a foot, putting on, foot on land and sea, nothing of seven thunders. But the dead in Christ shall rise first. And we who are alive shall be changed and together we will be raptured. To be honest, it hurts. But let us come now. Let us come to the end with these three terms up to Pentecost. Redemption. We remember, especially Good Friday, in every sermon we remember Easter, the resurrection of our Lord, the victory over Satan, death, and over everything, full redemption God has given us by His grace, the ascension. A confirmation that we, in as much as our time has come, that we will be fetched, picked up, and together with him, we will enter into his glory. And as I said it many times, his resurrection is the guarantee for our resurrection. His ascension is the guarantee for our ascension. The redemption is true. The plan of salvation will be fulfilled until the last spot. And we will have the grace to be partakers of it. What also was mentioned was Pentecost. The equipping with the power from on high as the early church received it from God. Remain in Jerusalem until ye are endued with the power from on high. Behold, I send you the promise of the Father. And then, also in the book of Acts, chapter 1, John baptized with water, but ye, that's how it is written, John 1, verse 5, for John baptized with water, but ye shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost, not many days from hence, Acts 1, verse 5. And then it says in verse 8, But ye shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost is come upon you. The power of the Holy Ghost has to come upon the church so that the ministry and the proclamation is being confirmed 
and that really people who come under the sound of the word of God that they experience the Lord today it's just my inner desire my longing that all and especially all the young people the youth who did not yet experience a conversion who did not call upon the name of the Lord yet that it might happen today according to the scripture whoever calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved and then in the same way as the second step he that believeth and is baptized shall be saved that a conversion to Christ that, that, it, that, it, in, in, that it includes not only faith but it, that it also includes obedience and we all understood what unbelief and disobedience caused starting from the Garden of Eden until today Faith and obedience make up a true child of God. Now just to mention this, in all the big churches, actually one shouldn't name the names, mention the names. In all the big churches everything has become different, be it the cult of Mary, be it all the other cults, be it, uh, how do you call that? Images, all these so-called saints when they are exposed, uh, the, uh, displayed. The Holy Scripture says, you shall neither make you an image, you shall not make you an image of neither what is in heaven or what is uh, down on the earth. And Mary, in Acts chapter 1, she is mentioned for the last time. And then not again, not again. And how does it come now that all of the world jubilates to a man and to a church where the adoring is not for our Lord Jesus Christ? He is carried as a dead in, in the hand and Mary is glorified and all the saints are also glorified. And then one has to say with pain, nothing, and again, nothing is biblical. Everything was changed. Everything. In fact, everything. Then really the pain is great. And one can show the photograph. And if then it is being said, 2017, is an anniversary, 500 years, and then the Reformation will have found its end, and all will be found in the bosom of the Roman Church. The Church of Jesus Christ will be called out before that. She must be called out. This is the message of the hour. 
And God has given the ministry of Brother Brenham this extraordinary ministry which no other prophet had Really, not had. Not Moses didn't have it. Abraham didn't have it. Elijah didn't have it. Paul didn't have it. Peter didn't have it. There was no man of God who had such a ministry as he, as Brother Brennan, as it was given to him. We said it here many times. And he himself, he refers to Genesis 17, Genesis 18. First, the Lord has given the promise to Abraham, given generally. And at the second time, the Lord came and he spoke, he, he said, in one year, at around this time, Sarah shall have the son. Firstly, and Brother Bram says it many, many times, 75 years old, he was given the promise. He was given the promise. And then came the time of fulfillment. And behold, in one year, at around this time, it will have been a reality. And then Brother Bram says, the Lord turned his back to the tent in which Sarah was and he looked at Abraham and he said, why did Sarah laugh? Even the thoughts of the hearts were revealed. And this, our Lord, as, as the Son of Man, as the prophet, he confirmed, because Moses said, a prophet like unto me, the Lord God shall raise from the midst of your brethren. Him ye shall hear in all things, whatever he says unto you, and every soul which will not hear to that prophet shall be destroyed from, from among the people. Jesus Christ was the Son of God. He was Son of David. He was Son of Man, Son of Abraham. As Son of Man, He was Prophet. Also this, we said repeatedly, when our Lord walked this earth, He didn't have to ask any man. He could tell everybody who He is, where He comes from or where He was. You can read it in the Gospels, especially in the Gospel of John, chapter 1 and chapter 4, and all the other scriptures. And the same ministry repeated in our time but not only to give a mighty healing revival, it was the forerunner, yes. It belonged to it, yes. But then, but then, the message must follow what was with our Lord. Firstly, all the great healing miracles, thousands came, the meetings, thousands came and they were healed. The multiplying of bread, calming of the storm, signs and wonders happened. But then, when he came to the word and when he brought the message, then 
one after the other left him and he was asking his disciples do you also want to leave me now to really to emphasize it I witnessed it personally in those years, how Brother Brenham said to German people, 8,000 people were watching, and he could say, Sister, you are coming from Hamburg. You, brother, you are coming from the, you couple, you are coming from Switzerland. I was sitting there. I heard it. Day by day, I experienced it. I witnessed it. This infallible ministry which God has given to draw our attention to the divine message and to be brought back to the word so that at the end, bride and bridegroom might agree and that we really believe as the scripture says it that we not only have come out of Babylon but that Babylon has come out from us and that we really in the deep inside are being renewed the new life receiving the new life from God as written if any man be in Christ he is a new creature the old is past behold all things have become new Last Sunday in Zurich, we spent a couple of minutes to translate from a sermon of Brother Brenham, namely, the title was, the text was Genesis 15. Genesis 15 was the Bible text. And therein, the story of Abraham is told to us, of Abraham and Lot, and of what happened there. In verse 1, Don't fear, Abraham. I am thy shield and thy exceeding great reward. Genesis 15, 1. We all know this text and then came yes then came the day of separation the day of separation if you go to the left I go to the right if you go to the right I go to the left and what shall one say to it? Also we, we have been somewhere and then came the moment of promise and the promise which Abraham received Lot didn't receive. By the way, it's Genesis 13. Please forgive me. But we see here we see here the lesson which is given to us here. Abraham had the call. And with the call, he had the promise. And with the promise, he came in possession of the land which God has given to him. Lot 
just went with him. And then came the separation. Do you want to go to the left? Then I go to the right. Brothers and sisters, only he who has received the promise of God, who really received it, he will make his decision and he will walk his way with the Lord until, until we see the promise fulfilled. What could Lot do with the promise which Abraham received? What could he do with it? The promise of God is firstly in general and secondly it is very personal. Generally it's written in the word of God and personally it's directed to those who receive it and who believe it to have part in its fulfillment. If we now come back to our main subject at the beginning, so our Lord, by the resurrection, he has given the confirmation because he revealed himself to his own as the living one. First, they had trouble to believe, but then he said, touch me. I'm the one. And according to Luke, chapter 24, they touched him. And then also Thomas, in the Gospel of John, it can be read, he laid his hand into his side and he cried out, My Lord and my God. What I want to emphasize here is every one of us needs this experience with the risen Lord. And I tell it once again, all, all who were redeemed on the cross of Calvary, to them the Lord will reveal himself. Him he will call. Him he will declare his promise. And they will serve him and they will obey him. In 1 Corinthians chapter 15, we have, of course, the confirmation which Paul wrote down. Paul also witnessed the risen Lord as he testified of it. 1 Corinthians chapter 15 from verse 3 For I delivered unto you first of all that which I also received how that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures. And here I again want to say, if today friends are in our midst who didn't come yet to this living faith, who did not yet receive the redemption, I'm asking you, I'm begging you in Christ's state, be ye reconciled with God. Don't reject 
the offer of grace of God, the redemption, of course, by the resurrection, it was confirmed. It was the crowning. It was the crowning of the finished work of redemption. Christ died for my, for our sins, according to the scriptures. According to the scriptures. And here we can go to all the places in the Old Testament where the redemption, where the forgiveness, where the grace and where the salvation was announced to know how many scriptures were at that time fulfilled. Therefore, in the plural, according to the scriptures, because There, were, there are many scriptures. In verse 4 it says, And that he was buried, and that he rose again on the third day, according to the scriptures. Always according to the scriptures. According to the scriptures. Everything, what, has, what, what happened with our Redeemer, Christ happened according to the scriptures. Everything what happens with the church happens according to the scriptures. And whoever is in the will of God, whoever is in the will of God, he is in the scriptures. And whoever is in the scriptures will also be in the will of God. To this, the wonderful scripture from John chapter 4, verse 34, John 4, verse 34, which should be mentioned and read in every meeting. Here it says, John chapter 4, verse 34, Jesus saith unto them, My food is to do the will of him who sent me and to finish his work. Also to us, brothers and sisters, it will not help. It will not profit us. Especially directed now to all the ministering brethren if we only speak about it what our Lord said in Matthew 24 verse 45 and 46 of the food at, in due season which shall be distributed if with the giving out of the food is not connected the proclamation of the word of God which reveals unto us the will of God. A proclamation which does not reveal the will of God to us today, we can forget. Our Lord says, My food is to do the will of Him who sent me. So, the food, the word of God, for man does not live by bread alone, but by every word which proceeds from the mouth of God. And then we become doers of the word. Then we are not outside of the word, but then we are inside of the word. 
And then the word is in us, and we are in the word. And then we also will experience the completion of the work of God. Because this is here the divine context. Namely, my food is to do the will of him who sent me and to finish his work. We believe, I am convinced that God in our time will finish his redemption work. And also this can be said time and again. We are living at the end of the time of grace. And if it may be emphasized again, the corrections must be made. So that also not one single interpretation of the word and not one single interpretation of the quotations of Brother Brenham might find an ear, but that all are hearkening to that, what the Spirit is saying unto the churches. And that they find it confirmed in the Word of God. It always has to be according to the Scriptures. Let us say it. The ministry of Brother Brenham was according to the Scriptures. And the message which he brought was according to the Scriptures. And if then certain places are taken out of context and if then doctrines are built upon it, then, then we just have to say this the enemy did. And that's and as the enemy came to our Lord with the word of God to cause him to fall, so also the enemy came with scriptures to all the theologians until this very day. And so how he comes to all who sit on the seat of Moses or on the seat of the prophet. And nevertheless, they have no understanding from God for that what they are teaching. Now, now just be honest. If the Bible says in Revelation 10, given to John, he was told, he was told, he, he was commanded in chapter 1, write everything down what you have seen and send it to the seven churches. Write everything down what you have seen and send it to the seven churches. And then suddenly in Revelation 10, the voice comes from heaven, don't write what the seven thunders uttered. For it is sealed. Must we not take off the shoes now? And must we not say we have tread, we have stepped upon holy ground? Should we not thank God that He has given us the faith as the Scripture says? 
If the voice tells him, don't write it down, what the seven thunders uttered, but seal it. It's good, not? Then I say, Amen. I just say, Amen. Shall I interpret? I'm of course not the enemy. The enemy interprets. And all who are under the inspiration of the enemy, they are propagating the interpretations and they are bringing confusion, one split after the other into the body of the Lord. You just should hear what is, being, what is going on all over the world amongst those who refer to Brother Brenham and who refer to the message, the entire message. Brothers and sisters, I say it once again. Perhaps I don't say it again. We are ordained to compare everything with the Scriptures and to only preach and proclaim what we can preach from the Scriptures. And Brother Branham himself, he said, my absolute is the Holy Scripture. It's just the misunderstandings, the misunderstandings which have led to the point that all the various directions have come up. Now, before we close, I would like to go to Romans uh, chapter 8. Romans chapter 8 to show us and I hope I hope that all brothers and sisters all over the world have the fear of God before His Word. I hope that, they didn't, that He didn't lose it. And whoever lost it, may the Lord give him the fear of God back. Only then, only if we are having the fear of God before His Word, then He will speak with us. And every word we have to respect as it was left unto us. But now, the comforting, the tremendous, powerful word addressed to all the believers. Romans 8 from verse 28, a very well-known word. And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God. Shall I tell you that our stand in the word has become firmer, more firm, since all the interpretations have taken their course. The interpretations also have taken care of that we search the scriptures more and that we become firm in it. I actually didn't need it, but others perhaps needed it. Then it says, namely to them who are the called according to his purpose. How wonderful. Verse 29, for whom he did for no he also did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his Son. 
that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. Brother Schmidt was reading us the word from Hebrews chapter 2. He became like us. He will read that that we are predestinated to be conformed to the image of His Son. This is the completion of the plan of salvation of our God. Completed as sons and daughters before the presence of our Lord and for throughout all eternity will be united with Him. And then in verse 30 we are told, Moreover, whom He did predestinate, them He also called. And whom he called, them he also justified. And whom he justified, them he also glorified. He knew, he knew who would walk the way in obedience and faith until the end. He knew it. And now just be honest. Can we not also say, Nothing can separate us from the love of God, which there is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. And then it says in verse 33, Who shall lay anything to the charge of God's elect? It is God that justifieth. Verse 34, Who is he that condemneth? Who? Justified once for all. Who shall lay anything to the charge of God's elect? Chosen, predestinated, before the foundation of the world. Nobody can change it. And God doesn't want to change it. And then we read in verse 35, Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation, or distress, or persecution, or famine, or nakedness, or peril, or sword, Nothing. Really, nothing. Everything brings us closer to the Lord. Then, we just read verse 39. Verse 39. Nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. That's how it remains throughout all eternity. 
And for this, we are very grateful to God and our Lord. Let us summarize of what it was about today. And we are including all our brothers and sisters from Finland, via Austria, Palermo. We are including all worldwide. The lesson is the following. Back to God. Back to the Word. In conformity with God. In conformity with His Word. Making our election and calling sure. And as Abraham, proving as Abraham that we believe the promise and that we by the faith by believing the promise that we were justified Jesus Christ was the promised redeemer throughout all the whole Old Testament he was announced and when the time was fulfilled Galatians 4 from verse 4 He came to us, born of a woman, subject under the law, to, to draw us unto himself, to give us the adoption of sons. To restore unto us the divine right and eternal life. Also, there, there are people who believe that man from nature has an immortal soul. If a man would have an immortal soul, then the conversion would not be necessary at all. Then he would automatically of, of himself, he would live forever. But the Holy Scripture says, whoever has the Son of God has eternal life. And whoever has not the Son of God has not life. And then there are all the many scriptures which could be read. With every unbiblical doctrine, the, the certain scriptures are left out and the interpretations are being passed on. We believe, as it was already said, we believe only he who has received the Son of God, he has the guarantee of eternal life. There is a continuation of life after death. But as written in the book of Revelation, he will not taste the second death. And as written in Revelation 20, this is the second death. The first death is the natural death. The second death is the spiritual death. And everything returns to its origin. And only he who has received eternal life by the faith in Jesus Christ, he can and will live eternally. For thus it is written, 
Whoever was not found in the book of life, he was thrown, he was cast into the lake of fire. Revelation 20, from verse 1. Therefore, to all has to be said very clearly, with all our heart, it must be said to, the, to them, please don't make a risk here. Please don't do it. Please believe in Jesus Christ. And as written, as many as received him, to them he gave power to become the children of God, namely to them who believe on his name. So, back into the full conformity with the word and with the will of God. And once again, let it be emphasized. Perhaps I should exaggerate. I don't know. But I just say now that on the earth there is no man, there can be no man who who witnessed the ministry of Brother Branham for 10 years, who would esteem him higher, who would love him more than Brother Frank. And why? Because my ministry is connected directly with his ministry from the very beginning. And it remains connected. And I don't say it out of the blue sky. I wrote it in the circular letter. 1933, it was a promise. As John the Baptist was sent to forerun the first coming of Christ, so you are sent with a message which will forerun the second coming of Christ. And behold, after the going home of Brother Branham, the message was carried into all the world. And we thank God that now, also from this place, it can be heard all over the earth. I don't glorify Brother Branham. But I know that he was the promised prophet who should come and who has come before the great and terrible day of the Lord comes. And I know that through his ministry, the hearts of the children of God were turned back to the faith of the fathers. They were brought back. So, back to the beginning, back. They were brought back. And out of this reason, I dare to say that there, there can be no brother on the earth who would, Brother Brenham, who would esteem Brother Brenham and the message and his ministry, who would esteem it higher than I. And this with all my heart and with all my soul. I cannot, I cannot go into all the experiences now which followed and which happened. Of course, they are known to you. But we are not standing here in our own name. We are standing here in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. 
And we are standing here in the defending of the word of God, in the defending of the message of the hour. And we declare only God and his word remains forever. And all the interpretations will find their end. We, as the church of Jesus Christ, we, may live at the end of the time of grace. We may witness what God is doing right now and we may have part in it until we come from believing unto seeing. And therefore, whatever will happen, whatever might happen, nothing will separate us from the love of God which there is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. And the love of God is the love for the truth. And the truth sets free. Error, error binds, error leads astray. The truth makes free. Divine truth of God. The Holy Word makes free. Now, to all ministering brethren all over the earth, we, we wish courage and strength to abide in the Word. We wish them the leading and inspiration of the Holy Spirit. We wish them the respect for the Word of God and the insight by the Holy Spirit into all the truth of the Word. The same we wish to all brothers and to all sisters in all peoples, tongues and nations. As we have sung, they come from the east and west. They come from the south and north. And they are coming. And the table will be prepared. The building will be full. Yes, the number will be full at the return of Jesus Christ, our Lord. May it be shown to us by God clearly what kind of grace has been bestowed upon us. Firstly, that we may live now. Secondly, that we experienced the grace of God personally, that we could become a biblical believer, that God opened our ear and that he has opened our understanding for the scripture. Be honest, without, without opening of our understanding for the scripture, there would be no one who would understand it. Only if the Lord opens our understanding for the scripture. And therefore it is written in Luke 24 and then he opened unto them the understanding for the scripture 
because he presented everything what was written in Moses, in the Psalms, in the prophets, whatever was written there. The same he is doing today. And the Lord leads us through the whole Holy Scripture, through the Old and New Testament, through the Gospels, through the Book of Acts, through the Epistles, up to the Book of Revelation 22. And be honest now. Only He has given us the grace. Only He has opened unto us the understanding for the Scripture. Only He has given us the revelation by His grace. And for this, we would like to thank Him now. Now we would like to thank Him with all our hearts. God bless us all and be with us. Amen. Let us stand up. Let us together thank Him. Please, as written in Acts chapter 4 and, and also in the last chapter of Romans, they raised their voices in one accord let us now, out of thankfulness, let us thank Him for the work of redemption. Let us thank Him for the grace, for the forgiveness, for the reconciliation, for the full salvation, for the Word, for everything what God has given unto us. Let us just thank Him, thanking Him with all our hearts. Now, let us do it together. Precious Lord, you ever faithful God with all our hearts we thank you for your holy word for your grace for the choosing for the predestination for your word which you have revealed unto us Beloved Lord, bless your people, your blood-bought flock. Do the miracles of grace, confirm thy word, save what is lost, heal what is sick, restore and bring back what is in error. Precious Lord, you ever-faithful God, we thank you for the power of your blood of your word and of your spirit. Come, Spirit of the Lord. Don't be far from us. Hallelujah. 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 Praise be to God. Praise God. Oh God. Oh God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Honor. Praise. And glory. Be unto you. Be unto you. Hallelujah. 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 Preis und Ehre.
praise, honor, and glory, and adoration. Hallelujah. Brother Graf, please come and pray with us. Come. We will again pray, thanking the Lord. Faithful Father in heaven, we thank you for this hour in which we are now assembled in your holy presence. Lord, you have spoken in such a clear way. You have revealed your word unto us and we see it's only your grace, not our knowledge, no, thy knowledge, not our wisdom, thy wisdom, Lord, which you have given us by your grace. Lord, we thank you for the mighty word, for Easter, for the resurrection, yes, and that we may recognize that we may be a part of this resurrection. Lord, you have done it for us so that we also may recognize the way that also our life is hidden in you. Lord, we don't find any words, but we can say, grace was given to us. Grace has come from you. Lord, I praise you. Lord, you said that you will complete your work. You will complete it with us. But I pray you, take everything away from from us which is disturbing take everything away what what hinders us to come to you take away what what closes our eyes for you have spoken to us and we want to answer you by our praise and by our thanksgiving and by our lives Lord I thank you for this holy sanctified hour which we can be now we are standing upon holy ground and I thank you that as you have spoken to Moses tonight you are speaking to us and your words will accomplish for what you have sent it for for this is your work for as it is written in the gospel of John thy words didn't remain only words by thy words are life. Oh Lord, I thank you. Re manifest your words to your work in us. So that they come, we praise you and we give you alone the honor in the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Praise, honor and glory be unto your holy name of Jesus. Amen. 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 It's on my heart. Let us sing the song. Amazing Grace. Amazing Grace. Let us sing it. Because we have much reason to, to glorify His grace. Which, which number? It's here inside as a song. I've seen it. Thirty-five, thirty-five. Song number.
Amen. Amen. This song could actually have ten stanzas. Not so. Just be seated, please. Just a I just wanted to say who has, who has a song which he would suggest it already happened it already happened and then brother Graf suggested one yes it's just wonderful also this thought which has come to expression if God at this place speaks to us from face to face so clearly speaking to us so clearly if he reveals his throne to us freshly then this place is holy and we are sanctified we are holy by the word sanctify them in thy truth, thy word is the truth. Then the scripture becomes true. Then it becomes, then it is being fulfilled. That's how our sanctification comes to reality. Under the preaching of the word of God. By receiving the word of God and by believing it with all our hearts. Also this thought, the thought of grace, God was answering Moses. His, his, he asked, he said, if I found grace before you, then let me know thy ways. And God let him know his ways. And to the children of Israel, he revealed his doing. Let us say it once again. We have found grace before God. As to Mary was said, you have found grace before God. And the promise which was given to you will be fulfilled. We also, we found grace with God. And the promise which was given to us and which is ours will be fulfilled. May God bless all, whether they are connected now or not. And may he just be with all, in all peoples, tongues and nations. Are you thankful? Say Amen. Amen. And if you agree with the divine proclamation, and if you agree with both, say Hallelujah, Amen. Amen. Just one announcement directed to those who will go with us to Israel. We have the tickets. Tonight you can pick them from the office, from all of the surroundings, or even tomorrow at the breakfast table of all who are staying here overnight. It doesn't matter the way you like it. 
and the rest we will announce after the meeting tomorrow. And I can imagine that all who cannot go with us they feel a bit otherwise now, but this is just like that. The next time it's your turn, not so. And if not, if, if not in this Jerusalem here, perhaps it goes, it goes already up into the new Jerusalem. Yes, then we stand up for the closing prayer. Brother Schmidt, will you pray with us? Heavenly Father, oh, how thankful am I. How grateful we are. How grateful is your people to you that you have given us this wonderful grace by revealing your word to us. But even more, you revealed your word. You revealed yourself to us. You, we are seeing who you are. Lord, we thank you. So we ask you, abide with us. Also this night before us, Lord Jesus, we are awaiting. If there be a tomorrow, please speak to us again. You will speak to us. Open our hearts so that we can receive you, your word, and that we can praise you, the living God. Abide with us, Lord, and be merciful to us. Be our shield and our refuge, as we have sung it in this song. Under your wings we have the refuge. We thank you for it. Amen.